This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Well, we're going to delve into a big topic today, and it's around regulation of the internet. No easy thing, I would imagine, joining us on the line now, Lily Rogers from Community Law Otago. Lily Morena, good to have you with us. Good to be here. Lily, uh, we should say too that Lily is um, uh, showing her deep commitment to this radio spot because she's got a bit, she's dealing with a bit of a cold at the moment, so <laughs> Lily feels a bit croaky. Um, well, that's why. And thanks so much, Lily, for the for the time that you're giving us today. Um, and um, well, tell us what we're going to talk about. Well, I'm here to talk today about a topic that's on many people's minds at the moment: the internet, the regulations around the internet and the avenues people can seek to find help from. Many parents are worried about the effects the internet can have on their kids. There are increased online bullying and other things like that. So I'll also discuss um, a body which can hear your complaint. So why is it important that we talk about this? Well, as a nation, we've all seen the effects of the internet and how it has become increasingly more accessible, which has created a wide range of issues. Most people can access it and the different corners of it can get pretty dark. I know many people are worried about how we can protect uh, young people from the scary parts of the internet. But also in the same breath, a lot of people protect and defend the unregulated decentralisation of information. However, the internet is a global system of interconnected computers, networks that use a common protocol to communicate between them. Due to this globalised format, regulation can be quite difficult. Um, There is a public understanding that the dark sides of the internet are what most people would like to regulate, and more importantly, the harm caused by this mitigated. But it is also a very interesting conversation from a legal standpoint, as there are so many contentious issues that um, have to be taken into consideration. Not only is this interesting from a legal standpoint, but also a societal one, as everyone interacts with the internet and everyone has seen and heard the awful effects it can have. I think a great example of why we need to talk about this is an example from Twitter a couple years ago. Effectively, Twitter asked its users to interact with a bot they created to try and make it as human as possible. But within 24 hours, it went from loving humans and wanting to get to know people to being extremely inappropriate and decided it hated people and therefore had to be taken down. <laughs> Goodness me. All right, Lily, what, what kind of regulation does Aotearoa New Zealand have on the internet at the moment? Um, recently in 2015, the government enacted a bill called the Harmful Digital Communications Act. The whole point of this act is to try and provide some regulations and boundaries for such a powerful tool. All right, so why has there been a new need for the government to regulate some of the content on the internet? Well, as I was saying, the internet was originally created to be non-censored, but now we see it's more beneficial to remove some of the extreme content. However, the next question is, how does a regulator do this without ruining the integrity of the internet? And who should do this? This is kind of what the um, Harmful Digital Communications Act is trying to achieve. Um, The two areas which determine the effectiveness of this legislation are set out in the purpose of the Act, which is to prevent and mitigate harm and quick and efficient means of redress. 
But then to understand how well the regulation is working, it is also important to understand the regulatory challenges and why the regulation was drafted. So what would you say about how well our legislation's working? Well, it's quite a hard question to answer. <laughs> As the internet is a global source of information and therefore the government doesn't necessarily have jurisdiction over many of the sites in question as they have been established overseas. So when we talk about jurisdiction, it talks about whom our New Zealand laws apply to. So, for example, Facebook. Facebook was established in the US and therefore New Zealand cannot really impose laws to restrict what they can or cannot do. In addition to this, there was no real effective way to regulate or enforce regulations on the internet in its entirety without disrupting its purpose. As a society, we do not want to see the over-regulation of the internet as it will compromise the fantastic resource. As the legislation stands, the courts can act on circumstances encapsulated in the Act if the harm is sustained in New Zealand. So these are circumstances like hate speech, threats of violence and violations of confidentiality. This element of harm is key to the Harmful Digital Communications Act as this is what enables the courts to have jurisdiction over a complaint. Okay, Lily. Well, let's turn now to the complaints process and, and how we make a complaint. So in New Zealand, we have a resource called NetSafe, which allows people to make a complaint if they be- have become a victim of one of these circumstances. The function of NetSafe is effectively to assess, investigate and resolve complaints while also establishing and maintaining relationships with internet providers and content hosts. But then it also provides education and advice on policies for online safety and conduct for the internet. So pretty much, for example, one in five high school students experience cyberbullying. The anonymity of the internet exacerbates the effects of um, bullying can have on a person, and it also makes it easier for bullies to say these mean things, as it removes the human element of negative interactions and therefore um, it kind of disconnects the person from the harm they're actually causing. So if you or one of your loved ones is experiencing this, you can make a complaint to NetSafe. Um, This is a body which is interested in resolving digital conflicts. In order for a case to be taken to the court, the complaint must first go through NetSafe. This is a way for NetSafe to determine if the complaint is sufficiently serious for the courts to hear and whether our courts can actually hear the complaint. NetSafe will try and resolve the situation and this is because the courts do not want to be inundated with these claims as they happen so frequently. While this can seem quite unfair, it is actually really good as it is enabling all victims to have some form of access to justice rather than no one having any of their complaints ever heard. All right, and we should just say NetSafe's very easy to find. All you need to do is to type that into your browser. NetSafe will come right to the top of the list, and we've got a really helpful website to walk you through the process there. Um, Mm -hmm. Lily, how successful would you say NetSafe is in providing just outcomes? Well, many people could be hesitant to use NetSafe as it doesn't technically have any form of regulatory functions like a court per se would, but it's actually quite successful in what it does. 
Um, NetSafe is fairly new as it was um, enacted, like it was created kind of with the Harmful Digital Communications Act. And of the 212 reports it is determined to qualify under the HDC Act, um, it's actually resolved 137 of them without needing any further litigation. Um, so that's just coming to outcomes which both parties, well, both parties are happy to do without needing to do that stressful thing of going into the courts, which is really, really cool. Well, we're lucky to have them there, and as I said, yeah. it's a it's a great resource. It's worth taking a look at, even if you aren't currently experiencing any difficulties around this. And I guess parents and kids alike could do well with uh, taking a look through the guidelines that are up there and all the processes that NetSafe have in place for you to have your concerns heard. Really appreciate the time you've taken, Lily, to talk with us today about this very big topic. I know it's of interest to, well, to everyone, really, who's got access to the internet. Uh, and, of course, um, if you've got any uh, questions uh, coming out of that. Perhaps if you want to also talk it over with someone from Community Law Otago, they're there for you as well. Thanks, Lily, and we look forward to catching up with you again further down the track. Yes, thank you, Jeff. Have a good day. Kia ora. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the law faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.